week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your master of fun and wonder, your viceroy of verisimilitude, and as John Campia calls me, your existential Mr. Rogers. What that means, we don't know. But you know what? I'm Robert Meyer Burnett, but you're not here for me. You're here for the Enchantress of Effervescence, the woman of a thousand voices, Miss Chris Carr. It's Chris, me. Welcome. Thanks, Rob. How you it's doing? great to be here with you. It's so nice to be back next to you. I, I know. I feel like there's a gulf, a wide gulf between us. I know. A whole studio's gulf. I know. But you do, you, it, the camera does look the better The camera on you. is nice over you there, You know, it, looked, it looks nice. Thanks. You look nice. Thank you. I appreciate this that. This is issue 17 Woo! of the Weekly Hero. No, I don't have any favorite issue 17s of Same. comics. Same. Don't know. Same. Sorry. Don't know. Sorry, my dude. But you know, it's always good to do this show when something cool like happens mm-hmm. on the day. Right. And like tonight, you know, we got the college football championship game tonight. Which I have been just already so excited about. You know, you know I, I, I love the fact that when you come in every morning, you give us sports stats from the weekend. Ah. I'm always amazed at the depth of knowledge. Thank you so much. I really try. It's true. There are two teams playing this evening, and they are collegiate. You know, I bet when Marvel's uh, Marvel started the new universe back in the day that Kickers Incorporated was one of your favorite Oh my gosh. Comics. Couldn't put it down. I didn't think so. Yeah. I didn't think so. Well, tonight, during the big game, there's going to be, I guess, the final trailer for Ant-Man and the Boss, Quantum Mania. New trailer's going to drop. I mean, you know, these trailers have been a little nebulous. They haven't said a lot. They've yeah. kind of, I'm wondering if we're going to get any kind of, I mean, it's only a trailer, mm-hmm. but like with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we got to see a couple of variants of very, I mean, exactly. I, and and Peyton Reed has said this film he wanted to make an Avengers level movie, not a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm expecting big things from this movie. But they also, uh, not only is the trailer dropping, they dropped a new poster. Yes, and it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I mean, and I have to say, I am not a fan. Like what did what did Jonathan? What'd you call it? The Human Pyramid po- posters. Yeah. The Marvel posters have been that the Human Pyramid posters and. There's kind of a house style, which is kind of ironic when you have some of the great illustration of the world yeah. throughout the history of Marvel Comics, and yet they're movie Iconic posters. Iconic covers that you can pull directly from. And and for the first time, I look at this poster, and I'm like, huh, I would buy, like if I was, I was collecting, I used to collect one sheets. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I don't really do that anymore, but... I would have loved to have had that on my bedroom wall or my co- college dorm room or something. Oh, I love yeah. this poster. It's beautiful. It's really, really lovely. Was it Ray? Was it you who was saying it's very Mondo? No, no, that's Jonathan. I said that was that, Jonathan too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love this. I think the aesthetic of this is really, really cool, and I love this tagline too that they have at the bottom of the poster: "The witness the beginning of a new dynasty," because that is teeing us up for exactly what this phase should be. It is the Kang phase. We are going to have that dynasty film. We're going to see these variants. So I think to your point, Rob, we should be seeing some of that in this trailer because we need. We need a little bit more of the meat and potatoes of what this movie is. I mean, all we know is that's that, your well, typical human pyramid yeah. right there. And it's not that this is a bad poster, but it's just there's this modern, I mean, key art. This is called key art. Mm-hmm. 
it's so generic. You know, it used to be that a great piece of key art would sort of mythologize the movie that you're about to see. By looking at one image, it would capture a feeling of what yeah. you were going to see. And these modern posters, they just tell you who's in the movie. But we already know that. Exactly. So there's nothing dynamic, but there's something, even though this quantum mania image is only three Ant-Man, Wasp, and Ant-Man's daughter. And all those ships. And, and all the ships. I mean, Should you think that's but it does, it does, It's it gives it a feeling. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Kang presiding over it all. Oh, yeah. Looking so what are your ass. what are your hopes and dreams for Quantumania? Are you excited? <laughs> My hopes and dreams. There's yeah. so many. Um, I do want to know more about what went down in the quantum realm with Janet. And I know we're not going to get too much of that because that is going to be the big reveal in the movie, right? We just know that something shifty happened while she was there. So I'm hoping we're getting a little more tease of that. I'd love to see some of those variant Avenger deaths. I think we're gonna. I think so, because we've already been told the, have I killed you before? Yeah. Right? So I do think it stands to reason we might see some of those moments, and I think I, that'd be pretty dope. I mean, I could see this opening with a montage of Kang showing up in various universes, whacking Avengers. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, seriously killing a lot of people. Mm -hmm. What a way to open a movie. Absolutely. And I think, too, I think this next trailer... Because we already saw it a little bit with that last one with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road playing. But this really needs to set the kind of tone that we're getting for this version of Ant-Man. Yes. Because they have been the palate cleansers. They've been our sorbet, right? Where it's been, hey, I can count on Scott Lang to, to be a sweet, funny, heroic guy. But there's not too many huge, big world ramifications, right? It's always been our palate cleanser. This is kicking off such a big part of what's to come that I think they really need to establish that we've got to take this one a bit more seriously than the typical kind of almost rom-commy fare we get with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, it's interesting. After Endgame, when Scott Lang came out of the quantum realm, it's really because of him that they were able to reverse the snap and Scott bring everyone and back. He did it, man. Those are he, the Marvel Cinematic Heroes. That's right. I mean, I think that Scott Lang is... he. Uh, he doesn't seem like a heavy hitter because Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd, but I think he's absolutely a heavy hitter now. Yeah. And this movie is going to catapult him to the top. I mean, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a core Avenger, but he could be. People ask, like, I could see Scott Lang leading the Avengers. Maybe not like Captain America leads the Avengers, but in a way that could be more of an everyman leadership role yeah. that he, he would have to step up and fill. I think he's someone who you could rally behind. So you're excited in general. Oh, thrilled. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. You know what else is thrilling? What? We are getting what could be one of the most exciting TV shows of the year. HBO's <sighs> adaptation that Craig Mazin and Druckmann are bringing us of The Last of Us, mm -hmm. the creator of the game and the creator of Chernobyl coming up, or as I know him, the man who wrote the tagline, Danger Runs Deep for Crimson Tide back in the 90s. Ooh. That was Craig Mazin too. Deep um, Also director of the specials. Mm -hmm. So I'm... I thought Chernobyl was outstanding. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, a viewer talked about it today, though, in our, our member chats of, I watched it once and I will never revisit it. And absolutely, why would you rewatch that show? It's so intense. It's so heartbreaking, but it's beautifully done. Yeah, I, I wanted radiation decon after I watched oh that gosh, show. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was just heartbreaking and hardcore. Well, it turns out that one of the, you must know this person, one of the great voiceover, one of the busiest men in voiceover, Troy Baker. Oh my gosh, Troy Baker, who's astounding, who's such a magnificent talent. 
he was the OG voice of Joel, right? He's the one who provided us with his dulcet tones and that little bit of twang. And he is not only appearing in the live action version of Last of Us, um, he's playing James, he's part of David's crew, so he's part of that group of cannibals. <gasps> Very exciting. But he is also going to be doing HBO's official Last of Us podcast. With Druckmann and Mason. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty damn exciting. I mean, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 these after shows that are coming on the heels of these big genre programs, I really, I appreciate it. Yeah. And having the creators, uh, I hope they do some real deep dives and you, because look, not to, not to, um, not to disparage anybody, but there are certain after shows that seem a little bit lightweight, depending on how the host uh, attach or uh, attacks the subject matter. And yeah. I'm hoping with these guys, we're gonna we're gonna really delve into the meat and potatoes of how the show was made, why the choices were made, uh, and I, I expect it to be pretty elevated in terms of its content. So I'm excited about this. How about how about you? So excited because well, you know, I, we're gonna do an after show of this, and so what we'll need to do is dissect the show from a viewer standpoint, and and you know be as as unbiased as we can be but try to just be honest about how we feel about it these guys are going to be able to let us know the behind the scenes and what i think so exciting about having troy on board is not only will he have that perspective of what it was going from video game to screen you know going from mocap to traditional live action acting but then also being able to talk to us about you know his experience on set him watching how this is going forward with these new actors ashley johnson is also playing a role in this and she of course was in the game too playing ellie so i think it's a really fun layered look at this yeah by having somebody who's so intrinsically tied to this ip and has done so many different things with it to have them be kind of our our in person our inside man if you will on how this is all moving forward i think it's gonna be a really cool like behind the scenes kind of actors look at everything i, I agree I, and i have to say that i mean i'm kind of all in on this show i i i'm expecting a list the best of the best you know it's it's hbo it is the video game that, in my opinion, turned it around where people went, oh, yeah, this is cinema. Right. This is such intricate, amazing, heartbreaking storytelling. And it's with actors who are top notch. You know, Pedro Pascal is incredible. He's such a good actor. Absolutely. And they've got a, I mean, the, the collapse of civilization mm -hmm. looks like it's it's portrayed they ex no expense was spared. No, uh, a nice mix of, of practical show. and CGI. We love a realistic clicker. On a realistic clicker, man. Mm -hmm. They and it looks like I mean they've only shown them to us fleetingly, but it looks like they nailed those things. Oh yeah, you I I anticipate people will watch this show, and the same way I felt playing the game, I will not trust mushrooms now. Like cordyceps, get the hell out of here. <laughs> You're not getting me. You're not turning me into a zombie. You friggin' fungi. Now let me <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Take. If The Last of Us is as good as we think it's going to be or as good as we hope it's going mm -hmm. to be, do you think this this opens the door for other adaptations? And if you could have one video game adaptation mm. done, in, uh, given it the HBO treatment with these kinds of creators, what what would you like to see oh, turned into a video game? Well, I mean, we, a, 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 what adaptation would you what like I to see? see? Well, I, we obviously have a lot of this happening because of Sony uh, PlayStation opening up their studio. Right, right. and, and we, we know we're getting God of War. That's going to happen. I'd love to see a really beautifully done Zelda. I think that would be really, really great. Just kind of a Game of Thrones level Zelda because there's a lot of room to groove there. I think that'd be really, really fun. Um, honestly, uh, it takes two. I think it'd I think be a really fun. Something. Are they? Yeah, okay. I think they're going to do it. Takes two. I mean, I'd be adorable. You know, I one of the Final Fantasy 
games, I think, would lend itself well to a series. Absolutely. A live action series. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hella expensive, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. I mean, the movie cool. was the movie was not really any it was a weird offshoot of the games. It didn't delve into any of the, the storylines from the oh, games. Oh, the one back in the day where we were like, this is gonna replace all live action actors. Yes. Yeah. The spirits within. Yes, there we go. So not so much. Which 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 I didn't hate. No. It just was what how is this uh, how is this connected yeah. to which Advent you know? Children was pretty well done. That yes. was a good one. I like that. But I think I think you're right. I think there's a lot to mine in there that you could do a really cool live action story. Just cuz I mean the different games are there's I think there's stuff that can be done. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But we're getting Last of Us I think what is it Sunday night or something? Maybe. Sunday, su- yeah. Sunday night. This yeah. Sunday. It's a good, I can't believe it it snuck up. Sunday, Sunday, like Sunday. Snuck Just up. like the clickers. Just, Just like <laughs> Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to hear how they sound. Are they going to like give them a little bit more resonance on TV? Oh, are they going to yeah. change the sound or are they going to keep it no, exactly the same? No, you know, I, I, in the trailer, you, you catch a glimpse of it and you hear the sound. It's, it's identical. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think they'll stick to it and not get too like, because I was worried for a minute they might get a little more Demogorgon, right? Yeah. Because the Stranger Things creatures are kind of clicker. Yeah, and yeah they are. But that's more of a, a primal roar and it's more, I don't know, like big cat. Yeah. We get into raptor territory of just. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us to more television. Uh, our friend Greg Berlanti, the architect, him and his merry band of cutthroats, brigands, whatever you want to call them, they created the Arrowverse. Yes. Over at our friend CW. Mm-hmm. And the Arrowverse, because we know that James Gunn and Peter Safran are, are now have taken over the DC universe. So the Arrowverse is sort of coming to an end. As a matter of fact, we have we have Arrow himself teaming up once again with the Flash in the final season of the Flash. Which I'm so confused by. Uh, we'll see how yeah. that's going to go. Like where and you know they've been slowly. And I thought the Arrowverse had a good run. It did. I mean, however you feel about how it was executed, ultimately they did some really cool stuff. And you can't deny that it was wildly popular. No, it was wildly popular. I mean. It got a little tiresome after a while because yeah. it all kind of felt the same. But I did like what they did with Superman and Lois. They're continuing continuing on with that. But we heard today that Greg Berlanti has a new deal in place. Yes, he's getting a four-year exclusive. Um, that's incredible. Very, very exciting. And especially him. with all the cutbacks at Warner Brothers, Warner Discovery, to get this kind of a deal is a big vote of confidence. I mean, everybody I've talked to, that I know people that have worked for Berlanti, they like working there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say he's a little, uh, he's he's a little, he's worn thin over the course of, uh, or what is it called when you stretch too thin yeah. because he's doing so much work, but he's got great, he he has great people, great teams of people, um, and I think it's it, it it obviously makes sense. He's an incredible creator. He puts together great creative teams, and it makes sense that Warner Brothers has this kind of deal. But I don't think he's going to like he was going to do a Green Lantern series. I don't think that's going to ever happen. No, I don't think so. Do you think he's going to stick with superheroes? Is he going to do something new? Because I think by this time, wouldn't he want to branch out? I would think so. Well, and, and we do need to note, too, he still is under a two-year features deal with right. Netflix. So I think he is going to kind of see what else is out there for him and in terms of storytelling and in terms of IP. Because I think he's done probably most of what he wanted to do with the Arrowverse. Had a um, almost decade long run, right? I mean, that's it's yeah. a long time to be living in the DC world. But what I really love is, you know, for the past five years, Berlanti's been very, very adamant about how much he enjoys working with Warner Brothers as right. a partner. And so it's really great to see that despite this shakeup, despite his own shows, you know, being 
ending. ended, canceled, written off, however you want to say it. You know, it's still great that they still have such a wonderful working relationship. And I think this is a really important example for us as fans to take note of because I think we all kind of make it personal a lot of times, right? Of, man, these these bridges that Zaslav's burning with all of his creators, we're not having this actor in, not having that actor in. It's business, it's business at the end of the day. And it's business that is ultimately trying to give us, the viewers and the fans, the best shows possible. Because if something's run into the ground and run its course, we're not going to tune in. We don't want to hate watch everything. That's absolutely right. I mean, that's it, people forget it ain't show friends, it's show business. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. And the thing is, nobody wants to make anything bad. Exactly. Nobody even sets out everybody who everybody within the business is trying to make the best thing they can make with the money they have, with the resources that are available to them. Nobody sets out to make something that's substandard and they want to please their audience. Yeah. That's what they're looking to do. And I think sometimes creators who might not understand the properties that they're involved with sometimes, or they'll they'll even say, ah, I was never a fan of this. Mm-hmm. But they take it because it's a very lucrative job or it could turn into that. Oh, yeah. And I don't begrudge anybody who's anybody who's trying to make money in the business. And if they get if they get the opportunities to do so, they should take those opportunities. But now we as fans, we have we have a voice. We can respond on social media or whatever. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of creators first and foremost. I wait until they've fallen down on their faces, and then I bitch and moan and complain on the internet. There we go. Yeah, that's, like the, way I, I, that's the way I like to do yeah. it. That's I do, the way I like I to do it. I think we can expect him to, to dive maybe more into that kind of thriller suspense territory because yeah. he's had such success with you. Yeah, well, so. did, speaking of that, did you see the trailer for season four? I haven't four? watched it yet. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm in. Oh. I, I I was because I saw the first season. I watched some of the second season, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But this fourth season, I was like, oh, OK, yeah, I have to watch that. I'm really excited. I'm pretty excited. The trailer, I watched it this morning before I drove into work. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I'm, that trailer, it, it did what a good trailer does. I'm 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 in. Awesome. I'm in. Mm-hmm. So Greg Berlanti makes some great thrillers. Um, that's what I want. Yeah. And that's you is on Netflix. Mm hmm. So that's that's a very exciting. It is. You know what else is exciting? Our issue. Our issue. But we're not going to get to our issue until we hear from our sponsor mm-hmm. today. We want to thank one of the sponsors of this video, ExpressVPN. Guys, you ever hear of data brokers? They're the middlemen collecting and selling all those digital footprints you leave online. They can stitch together detailed profiles, which include your browsing history, online searches, and location data. They then sell your profile off to a company who delivers you a targeted ad. No biggie, right? Well, you might be surprised to learn that these same data brokers are also selling your information to government agencies like the Department of Homeland Security and the IRS. And you don't want the tax man showing up your door because of some search you did on your phone. So mask your digital footprints and protect yourself with ExpressVPN. One of the easiest ways for brokers to aggregate data and tie it back to you is through your device's unique IP address, which also reveals information about your location. When you're connected to ExpressVPN, your IP address is hidden. That makes it much more difficult for data brokers to identify who you are. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of network traffic to keep your data safe from hackers on public Wi-Fi. So make sure your online activity and data is protected with the best VPN money can buy. Visit expressvpn.com slash campia right now and get three extra months free through my special link. That's expressvpn.com slash campia. 
And a very special thanks to ExpressVPN for letting us clandestinely surf the web and for sponsoring this issue of The Weekly Hero. <laughs> well done. Did you like that? What a slick, slick little review for VPN there. I'm telling Ooh. you. Uh, you know, it's always good to have a Hire VPN. Hire this guy. I know, right? Well, Chris, mm-hmm. now, you know, this 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 issue that we're going to talk about, actually, it's a, it's a series of issues, but put together, it's one story about somebody who has... Lots of issues. So many issues. So many issues. So many emotional issues. I really love this storyline, and I I thought that they would delve into it more in in the mouth of madness or in the mouth of madness. That's a John Carpenter <laughs> movie in the multiverse of madness yeah. than they did. But this is, I think, a pivotal, pivotal, a pivotal. Your your segue back in was too good. I know that's what it was. <laughs> it, it, it's it. a pivotal storyline in the life of Wanda Maximoff, yes. and that's of course Avengers Disassembled. Um, you know, I have this hardcover, the collected hardcover, um, and I've read it like four or five times. And I was really excited. I was talking about it on this show for on the John Campion show for like months, yeah. thinking they were going to delve into this because. In this storyline, basically Wanda, who's been driven crazy by chaos magic, but Doctor Strange later sets it straight that there is no chaos magic. Um, you know, Wanda has conjured up her children and she's gone nuts. She's gone, she's completely around the bend, crazy, and she attacks the Avengers. There's our there's death involved. Mm-hmm. There's like Depeche Mode said, death is everywhere. There are flies on the windscreen. Well- we open basically with a major death. Like, uh, uh, spoiler, I guess. I don't know. It happened so early on. Scott Lang is immediately murdered. Murdered. <laughs> Just straight, straight up. up murdered. Yeah, and 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 it's it's a pretty intriguing storyline. And you know, the Avengers keep getting attacked. They don't know really what's going on, and they're basically getting decimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, attack after attack after attack, and. Um, we don't really know what's going on, and it's a really it's a really intriguing storyline. And I think the interplay with the Avengers themselves is great, but it isn't until Doctor Strange shows up like halfway through or and explains what's going on, and and he's the voice of reason, going, "No, no, this is exactly what's happening," and people can't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And I I love this storyline, and look, there's the Sentry, um, yay, um, and so, no, that's not Sentry, that's Miss Marvel, there or. We go. I thought it was Sentry. I was going to say, I saw Blonde. Yeah, that's why I was I, I was looking at Moon Knight going, oh. But, but like, all of the, the Avengers are, um, including Moon Knight, are, are involved in this storyline. And it is, it's terrifying. And it really makes you realize, I mean, if memory serves, then it led into House of M. Or House of M, because Wanda changed. I think so, because this is 2004 to 5. Yes. And then we dive into that. Uh, yes. And so it, it tees up something that the ramifications ripple out through the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. for a long time to come. It also helps open up a little bit towards Young Avengers because of the absence of Scott, Cassie having to step up and everything. Yes. And and really, if this is one you haven't read, I mean, it's a pantheon of who's who as far as writers goes, too. Because you have uh, Brian Michael Bendis. You have Mark Wade. Um, you have Robert Kirkman yep. working on these. I mean, it's really well done. And the art throughout it as well is just bananas. Yeah, Some it's of great. the imagery with vision too is just horrifying of just like his skin melting off. <gasps> oh no, it's great. And 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 I, you know, I really it's when Doctor Strange does show up in this and and when he's he says that the it's it's really shocking. You're like, what do you mean there's no 
And and then yeah. it, it's also so sad. The end of the the end of the comic is sad because it, I there's the moment where Avengers Mansion, everybody, people have died, and then all the Avengers kind of walk out, and there's the vigil where mm-hmm. the, is, that ha- happens when all the people come. We, we still support the Avengers yeah. and all that, and I I love that. I thought it was it was fantastic. Oh, this toast to everyone who they lose, yeah. is oh. No, it's 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 an amazing comic, and it is collected, and I I can't recommend it highly enough. It's so good. It's really really great. We we talk about this a lot with Marvel properties, and obviously no one's perma dead within the comic universe. Everyone always kind of respawns, but this is a story that has such real consequences and such loss and heartbreak. Yes, that it's it's just a really really fantastic literary read because there's real stakes. And also the thing is, I, I have always noticed when I've gone back and reread this, even if you don't, you haven't been reading Avengers, you can pick this up and infer, you can understand, you're not going to be lost. Yeah. You know, you'll get it and you can, if you if you have a cursory knowledge of the Marvel comic universe, you'll understand where it's coming from and where it's going. Mm-hmm. And, and as again, I wished... I wished in Multiverse of Madness they lean more heavily into Wanda's story from Avengers Disassembled. I mean, I understand why they didn't do it. They only adapt things. Yeah. And sometimes I want to get more out of it than we get, but it's still, it's a terrific comic, and anybody who wants to pick it up, uh, you're going to read, talk about someone who has issues. Uh, this Ooh. really delves into just how around the bend crazy Wanda Maximoff can be. Yeah, this one has a lot of issues. And as always, we recommend you go to an actual comic shop to go get these. Go to a brick and mortar. We want to keep them alive. So get those comics in your hot little hands. Physically have them. Don't and whether you're going to get the individual issues or get the hardcover omnibus yeah. or whatever, this is highly recommended. You know, Or read it digitally, but go to your local comic store. Yeah. Have a fun conversation with like-minded comic book nerds. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Comic book stores these days are, they're getting more and more upscale. Yeah. You know, when I first went into comic book stores when I was a wee lad, mm-hmm. they were kind of like, it was still kind of grungy and they've all, they've gone, pop culture has gone way upscale. So go to your local comic store. Uh, they've got lots of cool stuff in there now. And I've always, I really do. We have one locally, um, a shop called Quest that I love. Yeah. And it's great. But that brings me to, you know what else is great? What? Six-scale action figures. Yeah, they are. And uh, this one is near and dear to my heart. Um, this year, well, last year, 2022, saw the release of Star Trek, the motion picture, the director's edition in 4K. The original was done by a team with director Robert Wise before he passed away. And they restored Star Trek, the motion picture, as people used to call it, the slow motion picture. Star Trek, um. the slow motion picture. It's my favorite Star Trek movie, but I understand why people... It's not the best, but it's my favorite. But to see it restored to grand luster in 4K for the first time, they were able to go back and fix some more things. But one of the things in it that I've always loved is Spock in this movie. Spock is... He's he's not happy. I mean, it seems funny because he's a Vulcan and he doesn't feel emotion. But in this... He, he, he's failed. Spock has failed at the beginning of Star Trek, the motion picture to achieve a state of colonar. And uh, colonar is when you purge any remaining emotion. And he's been working with these Vulcan masters and he fails. And when he shows up on the Enterprise for the first time, he is wearing these very cool Vulcan robes. And the good folks at XO6 decided to make that Spock figure. And they only released it it, it was only available for like an hour and it sold out. 
So you have to get it. This was a figure. Yeah. We ordered it back in November. It showed up before Christmas. It's the latest figure I've, I, I've uh, had in my collection. And here's what it looks like. <laughs> hey, everybody. I am here with the Rock Bobster. Rob, what do you have for us today? Okay, this is a very uh, special figure to me. This is the second that I've shown from a company called XO6. They specialize in doing museum-quality Star Trek figures. That's all they make. Now, to sort of celebrate the release of the director's edition of Star Trek The Motion Picture... They created so far two figures, hopefully three, but so far two, from Star Trek The Motion Pictures. This is the second one they put out. It's Leonard Nimoy. They call him Colinar Spock. But really, this is Leonard Nimoy as Spock from Star Trek The Motion Picture in his traditional Vulcan robes that he arrives back on the Enterprise with. And there's been a long history of Star Trek action figures, many of which were not great. And to get a, a six-scale figure of Spock in these particular robes. Now, it's called the Kolinar Spock, but Kolinar was the discipline that he was undergoing on Vulcan at the beginning of Star Trek The Motion Picture. So these really aren't his Kolinar robes, but they're the robes he was wearing when he left Vulcan to arrive aboard the Enterprise. Uh, they've never made a six-scale figure of this before. But, I mean, these XO6 figures, I mean, the head sculpt is incredible. Uh, I really love what XO6 is doing with the Star Trek license. And um, this figure is, you basically had to order it on day one when it, up for shipping, when it went up for shipping, right from XO6. These sold out literally in minutes. And this Spock figure is now selling for four to $500 on the secondary market. And I got this figure a week ago. So it's... Um, it's a great figure. I love what XO6 is doing with the Star Trek license. They're maybe my favorite, between this and, and Polar Lights in round two, what they've done with the model kits, might be my favorite Star Trek licensee of all time. Shout out to everybody at XO6 for doing these figures because they are amazing. And they truly are amazing. Um, I know they're not Hot Toys figures, but you know what? It's not a day if I can't slip a Star Trek reference in somewhere, right? Well... And that brings us to the part. <laughs> She's just nodding it in agreement. That brings us to the part of the show that we love the most because we get to talk to you, you, you imagination connoisseurs, you members. Well, maybe if you're members, you should join up because then you yeah. could send us chats. But we can do super chats now. Mm -hmm. let's and let's them. see who's out there. What do they Starting want to know? With Al, let me bump him up here. Oh, okay, from Al Renshaw, Central Intelligence sequel or Hobbs and Shaw sequel. Hobbs and Shaw. I'd go for Hobbs and Shaw. I liked it. Come on, Hobbs and Shaw. Central fun. Intelligence was fun, but give me a Hobbs and Shaw yeah. sequel. Yeah. I, I love Statham. I do too. Put him in everything. Absolutely. Uh, Al Renshaw again. Over under 40%, we got a new Flash trailer before the end of the month, and it has a focus on Batman. Showcasing Keaton would generate excitement. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah. I think we probably will get <laughs> a Flash trailer. I think over. Yeah. I may, you know, if we don't get it by the end of the month... I think certainly by Quantum Mania because that's the biggest superhero movie that's coming out. You know, obviously before Guardians. Ooh, wait though, the Super Bowl is February twelfth. So would they drop it this probably, month or no, just that, wait? They probably do. It yeah. Super Bowl. Okay. So then yeah. under. Yeah, are that, you are you proud of me for knowing when the Super Bowl is? Uh, yes, I can't even believe that. Uh, it's because I usually host a party. I make so many snacks and I don't watch it. 
well, hopefully we'll we'll get to see something good come out of that. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's probably a good bet that there's going to be a flash trailer on at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would I'm imagine. there for trailers and Rihanna. That's right. <laughs> From Raymond Barada. When asked by Yahoo's Kevin Powley if Pedro Pascal has recruited Nick Cage and if he's down to do the Star Wars franchise, Cage said, no, nah, I'm a Trekkie. I'm on the Enterprise. That's where I roll. And that's why we love Ooh. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that he said that. I, I saw that interview. God bless you, sir. He knows what's up. Well done, Nick. From Adam B. Been a John Campion Friends fan for years. Keep up the awesome work and loving Weekly Hero. Oh, thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. I'm yeah. glad you've been a friend of John Campion for years. Um, you know, I've been, do you know that that 2023, April of 2023, will mark eight years since I started streaming with John? Whoa. Eight years. Uh, we, oh I gosh. first started in 2015 with John Schnepp and John Campion on the Weekly Hero, issue six or episode six of the AMC's Weekly Hero Aww. back then. Yeah. For your eight-year anniversary, you're supposed to get them bronze or pottery. Uh, okay. Just so you know, I have to get John pottery. No, he should get you something. Pottery, okay. Yeah. He should woo. I'll you. get John pottery. He should wine and dine you. There you go. Yeah. What's what's ten? Because that's me. Oh, ten-year anniversary. Let's see. Uh, your ten-year anniversary gift: tin or aluminum. Okay, I'll get him a uh, Coke can. Yeah, you can get him some Zevia. Yeah. There you go. Cool. <laughs> From Mod Awesome, just sending support. Love y'all. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks, Mod Awesome. That's very nice. That's very sweet. Longtime viewer. Mm-hmm. Always good to hear from people. A Marcellus, a big shout out and RIP to the late Dwayne McDuffie. I feel after his death in 2011, the DC animated films took a big dip in quality over the years. Not horrible by any means, but not the same either. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. You know, Dwayne McDuffie, uh, his, his, oh, he, you cannot downplay his importance to dc not just to animation he was a founder of the milestone universe you know his widow charlotte fullerton carries on his memory there's a Dwayne mcduffie foundation that does a lot of great work i would look into that um a huge fan of Dwayne. i actually got to meet Dwayne a couple of times through oh, cool. through charlotte and he was he was a big guy he was huge mm-hmm. very tall man but such a sweetheart, such a nice guy, and my God, an encyclopedic knowledge of comics. That's amazing. I, I mostly am just familiar with him because of Static Shock. Yeah, and, yeah. Ugh, that was part of the milestone yeah. launch of comics and Icon, and you know he is missed. He is mm-hmm. missed. Um, but I agree. I mean, I think that he he was such an integral part to DC's animation. I mean, he wrote so many great episodes of so many shows and the the movies that that Warner Brothers was doing. So. Yeah. You know, I, I just think because there are, aren't a lot of people that know as much as he does know and understood those characters, but he's he is missed. Yeah. From Raymond Verrata, former Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia was sworn in at Congress. He took his oath on the Constitution, his citizens, uh, citizenship certificate, a photo of his parents, and the Library of Congress copy of Superman number one. <laughs> is that true? That must be I true. Don't know, that's amazing. Yeah, that, yeah. Aww. That's amazing. The Library of Congress copy of Superman number one. Uh, that You know what? I like that guy more than ever. I d- didn't know he did that. K- kudos to him. That's that's so cool. I love the fact that he could get away with that. Yes, I'd like to be sworn in with that copy of Superman number one. He, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to do I that. I think he did it because he had learned English by reading comics. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, and then the Superman number one kind of represents the United, you know, America and everything. So Truth, justice, the American oh. way. So there you Love go. that. That's great. 
from A. Marcellus. All-Star Superman is one of my favorite Superman comics, and the animated movie is my favorite Superman animated film. It's one of the best feel-good, inspirational Superman stories. Oh, no, it's great. It is. It, it really it's is. It's a really good one. That and the Superman for All Seasons. Yes, which we talked about on a previous issue. Oh, yes, we did. Mm -hmm. And uh, But no, All-Star Superman's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. From Sam Fisher, have you been reading Ryan North's Fantastic Four run? He's been so inventive with their powers. Robin issue two, Reed goes full Cronenberg, oh. and Alex Ross covers. Well, here's Ooh. the thing. I don't buy individual issues anymore, and if I hear a run is good, I wait and buy the omnibus. Yeah. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, hardcore, I mean, when I say hardcore, I mean uh, hardcore, I meant to say big hardcover guy. Mm -hmm. I love hardcover omnibuses. So, and I really like, like, that's how I read Hickman's run of Fantastic Four was in the in the hardcovers. So if this is good, and all you have to do is say, Reed goes full Cronenberg, you've got my interest. Yeah. I was going to say, that's. I feel like that's a sweet phrase for you. Oh, Just it is. In. It's a totally in. sweet phrase for me. Thank God. I'm in. From CJ Rebirth. Oh, wait, Actually, excuse uh, me, Al Renshaw. Yeah. I would love to see Bioshock, Call of Duty, Metroid, Zero Samus, or Star Fox done on HBO. Star Fox on HBO That'd be would so be cute. nuts. Would you do Star Fox like Rocket Raccoon and do yes. a live action? Yes. I want I want Jim Henson puppets. Um, oh, sorry. What was the rest of it? Man, did I love Star Fox. Oh, sorry. Um, barrel Roll. Uh, Metroid and Star Fox would be hella expensive to make. Yeah. Yeah, they would. They would. <laughs> but... But, you but know, even Metroid, I mean, I, yeah, I would love to see those things. And I think, you know, the, the thing about Star Fox is you'd have to, like, create more mythology and, and uh, for those things. But I would I would be so there for that. Metroid, mm -hmm. Bioshock. Yeah. Bioshock would be Bioshock, good. Bioshock, we are getting, getting something, made? yeah. That's going to be. we covered that. Yeah, that would be expensive, though, too. Yeah. How do you do that? Oof, I'd love them to actually respect the material and do Assassin's Creed. <gasps> that would be nice. <clears throat> As well, you, expensive to... though, because you'd have so many time. But there is a show that should be done like Game of Thrones. Sure, you know, mm -hmm. go shoot it in Dubrovnik. Yeah, why not? And every season is like kind of like the game. So it's like, yeah, maybe it's uh, medieval, like Middle East. Maybe then it's like the Renaissance. Maybe it's Pirate Age. Right. You know what I mean? Be great somewhere. I'm there for that. From CJ Rebirth, I hope the show has Ellie's magazine scene. Uh, you know what? I would imagine that a lot of the iconic scenes from the game are going to be touched upon yeah they might have different variations and they'll be adapted for the television mm -hmm. audience but i would imagine we're going to see all those things because people are going to expect that oh absolutely and Druckmann, that's what they have they have they have him and mazen together they could have gotten rid of that guy mm -hmm. they could have said you did the game we'll we'll handle it but yeah. they didn't yeah. that's why you're seeing actors voiceover actors in the game wind up in the show mm -hmm. i think so. they're going to take a very very Loving approach to this. Totally agree. Really, really respect it. From Jeffrey Lindenblatt, something for the next show. The next show will be your issue 18. Uh, over the years, many classic series ended with their 18th issue. What do you think was the best series that only <laughs> you passed ain't getting away from it. Uh, I got an answer to this. Oh. I think. Okay. I think. What do we got? The V, DC's adaptation of the V miniseries. When the aliens come from the 80s, oh. the V miniseries, I think, only went 18 You are issues. correct. But bam Totals 18 ba -bam. issues. Yeah. Thank well you. done. Thank you very much. Oh, man. See? <laughs> That's why we pay you the big bucks there. There you go. <gasps> but Final issue. That was well done. Ooh. <laughs> I want those jumpsuits. Those are slick. Trey Wessel. 
I must have missed the news, but Nuclear just whistle. learned Jeff Smith bone graphic novel is no longer going forward at Netflix. Smith says, never again. What a shame. It's my favorite comic. Have you read it? Oh, I love bone. Oh, bone's bone, great. It's bone's great. Yeah. But, but I can understand that because here's the thing, you know, when you're a creator and, and it's your comic and like Jeff Smith, you're a single creator making something going into the world where you're trying to get a television show made and going through the levels of executives. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's few things in the world more frustrating because you don't have that control anymore. And everybody starts to tell you what you should do with your characters that you created. And I understand where he's probably coming from. Yeah. I... It's too bad. We won't get it, but you know, it's it, it, the problem is the first thing people want to do is change the very thing they've bought to adapt. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. What I mean, a bone is iconic, and it's it's fifty five issues, yeah. of a very specific type of storytelling, both in terms of narrative and aesthetic. Yes, and you know, Netflix hasn't done the best job of bringing things from different mediums to screen. No, because then you have to because look, the executives that you're dealing with, and I'm not saying that all executives are bad, but as a matter of fact, I, I recently met an executive who's one of the most impressive people I've ever met in the in the film business Mm -hmm. and who really understands all this ip but the (laughs) a lot of executives need to um they're going to tell you what you need to do to make them uh appease them and it's yeah it's a bummer but then again there's a lot of people that work in other mediums and when they come to work in television and film they don't really understand how it works and it rubs them the wrong way and it is a collaborative process it's it's look it's really hard to do a great adaptation yeah it really is it's tricky from Blake, we know we're getting the Fantastic Four, but will we get Franklin and Valeria? We know they exist in the multiverse because of Doctor Strange 2. Lots of good stories they could do with them. Yeah, that's, I mean, Franklin Richards too, you have to establish the Fantastic Four first. Yeah, this is a little cart before the horse. Yeah. You gotta have their parents, probably. <laughs> right. Pro- probably? I, I mean. I guess you could just jump right on in, but. And then know. are we going to get Power Pack? Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I love Power Pack, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I think they're going to take a, they've got to, I am sure that we will one day see Franklin Richards. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then of course the Kang variants and all the, all the things that have to happen, but there's some, we got to get the Fantastic Four first. Yeah. I'm we, hoping we, we got to make those kids first. Okay. Yeah. We got to make the <laughs> kids. We, we have to cook those kids up. <laughs> all right. We got to be a twinkle you, in Reed's eye first. Why did you? <laughs> that's how i do it i don't know all right from jonathan schultz i want to see the mcu proper kang that we ultimately get tell the avengers that he knew about what thanos would do in their timeline and allowed it to happen because it was all part of his plan uh, i hope so i, I, like I look i don't think we've even seen the last of thanos quite frankly I mean, with Secret Wars coming and Ooh. Kang Dynasty, who knows? I mean, yeah, how closely are they going to hew to the storyline? I don't know, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's we only saw one Thanos from one universe, our universe. There's other Thani. Yeah. So Kinder, we'll gentler Thanoses. That's right. Thanoses. I mean, he had all of those infinity gems or stones in that drawer, remember? In right. Loki? Yeah. Just the random drawer. <laughs> From Daniel Vaccara, from last week with you mentioning it, Rob, the absolute edition of DC, The New Frontier, is 42% off in uh, uh, 42% off in stock trades 
which is a fantastic site. It's worth doing the $4 shipping upgrade with great packaging. Wow. I mean, look, 42% off. Well, I would say everybody should go buy that because it's a great oversized book. And even if you don't want it, buy it to give to somebody else because 42% off is great. That is. That's a good deal. Really good deal. Mm -hmm. Go get it. Yeah. Thanks for that. From Daniel Vacker again. With you mentioning Avengers Disassembled, I'm still perplexed that a young Avengers film wasn't announced, especially with Wanda's kids and Kang's use. Uh, Look, we've been saying that. We've been talking about a young Avengers movie or a young Avengers series for a long time. And I think, I mean, they're teeing it up. Yeah. Me, you, and Ray are very much on the same page that this is what we are going to get. Yes. Some people who hail from Canada think we're not going to get it. No, I think think, they've been setting this up across the... The whole MCU, whether it's the shows or the movies. Everyone's got babies now. Everyone's yeah. got kids. Yes. And Kate Bishop formed, I mean, yeah. formed the Young Avengers. Why exactly. not? Exactly. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. We'll get there. We'll get there. They'll announce it at some point. It's true. From AM. Okay. Just two casting ideas. Nick Cage is the question. And Chris Pratt is Booster Gold with James Gunn. And now it could actually happen. Thoughts? I um, mean, I kind of love Nick Cage's question. I, I actually love both of those. Yeah. I mean, Chris Pratt could absolutely play Booster Gold. Um, uh, and, you know, they were going to do a boost. Greg Berlanti, because a friend, my, a friend of mine was writing it, was going to do a Booster Gold movie. <laughs> Just a I used my way. psychic powers to do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, was going to do a Booster Gold movie. So I could definitely say that. I mean, I think we're going to see more of those kinds of things under. But but I don't know, like I don't know if they're gonna, they're not going to lead with Booster Gold. They're- no, no, I I still I still really want, and I know we, the ship's kind of sailed here, but I still want that Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Yeah, I think that'd just be so so fun. Um, but yeah, Booster Gold, you just you gotta lean in with somebody who is willing to play a himbo, you right. know, and just really really kind of muck it up. I completely agree yeah. with that. And, you know, I again, I think back to Booster Gold and, and uh, Blue Beetle from the Justice League International run of the mid-80s, mm-hmm. that comedic run. I love that run so much. I mean, I, I don't normally go for comedic iterations of things, yeah. but that was something I adored. So fun. Right from the get. I yeah. love that comic. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's still funny as hell. From Jonathan Schultz, favorite superhero costume from any character, one from Marvel and one from DC. Go! Oh my God, that's so. That's a lot. Superhero costume. I can think about a supervillain costume. I love Brother Blood, the original iteration of Brother Ooh. Blood that George Perez drew. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd have to say, I think probably in terms of like from DC, you know, this is going to seem kind of nutty. But I really like the first night iteration of Nightwing. Again, that George Prez drew. It was a little yeah. busy, hard to deal with. But there, I mean, this is one of my favorite comic book villain costumes ever. I love yeah. Brother Blood, which is why they got me to watch Titans this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know why. I love the red, the black, the purple, whatever, the white. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. And um, I quite enjoy that comic. What That's about bad. you? I, I'm really digging that new Wanda look that we covered last oh, week. Oh, it's great. I think it's really cool with her hair being part of the costume and everything. Um, DC, oh, man. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for a short Cal Batman. Do love that version. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And all the different Mr. Freeze iterations I really love. And I have to say, I've always loved Captain Marvel, Shazam Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes. I've, I've always loved, and I've always loved Dr. Fate. Simple, clean. I mean, I, I, I really do like the Justice Society 
of America, our man. Um, I'm a fan of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, not the, the look, it's, I love Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and they're yeah. all cool costumes, but but they're, I, it's, there's, there's lesser known characters that I, I like even more just in terms of their costuming. That's fair. Yeah. I love Kid Flash's yellow costume. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I mean, back when when Kid Flash became Flash, that was another thing. When they both left the Titans, there's this great cover where Robin and Flash or walk Eric Wally West are walking away mm-hmm. in their gold costumes on the ground. It's oh, great. Artemis and Arsenal always had very just like practical costumes. Yep. That I really appreciated. Of like, yeah, that is what you would wear if you needed tactical gear to go fight crime. Yep. And just to that too, I love classic Green Arrow. Oliver mm-hmm. Green, Oliver Queen. I used to love that Mego figure when I was a kid. I was so happy they made Oliver mm-hmm. Queen. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Good question. From Mod Awesome again. Over the holiday, one of those, uh, one of the close comic book shops to my place got broken into, mm. and over three hundred thousand dollars of comics and figures trading cards got stolen. It was heartbreaking. Oh man. Oh, what a horrible thing to have happen. That's really terrible. Oh man. Well, hopefully. Their insurance helps yeah. cover that. And hopefully everyone who works there feels safe. Because break-ins can just, it's so violating. It's so, especially because they're never organized. It's always a mess afterwards. Yeah. And you feel that not only did you, were you ripped off, but you were totally violated. You look at all the hard work you put into a comic. And the thing about comic book stores is they're not owned by corporations. No. It's usually if somebody opened it because of their, they're passionate about the hobby. or their, That sucks. Yeah. I hate hearing that. Aww. Let let us know the name of your shop so we can at least, you know, talk them up here and maybe other people can go see the shop and, and we can get some business going their way. Let's put it in the comments. Um, Daniel Vaccara, House of M Omnibus comes out tomorrow. Great event. Wow. I didn't know Whoa. that. I've got individual. I, I have all because I used to buy the hardcovers like in the aughts. Yeah. They didn't come out with the Omnibus format yet. Mm-hmm. I did not know that I'm going to. I should order that right now. Yeah. Um, I'll go to cheap graphic novels and order it from them. Ooh. Or I should go into my local comic book store, but. Those omnibuses are like 120 bucks. Cheap graphic novels, you can get it for like... You can get them for cheap? Cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I should just go into my little comic book store I and mean, support them. Do, do what you feel is right, Rob. It's true, but I didn't Gosh. know it. Thank you for pointing that out because, damn, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. It's an omnibus I want. Mm-hmm. But that means I'll have a couple of hardcovers because there's multiple House of M. I can give those away. Yeah. There you go. What's your go-to, typically, Chris, and like with your neighborhood for comic shops? Oh, I really like Emerald Knights in Burbank. I like House of Secrets yep. as well. That's a great shop. Um, I know this is a very sell-outy one, but I, the shop at Universal City Walk I go to all the time. Oh, I lo- yeah, that's a great shop. I love shop. that yeah, shop. Good. I go there all the time. Why not? It's fun. Because um, I'll pick up you know, an omnibus, but then also I'll usually kind of get like a figure or something right. going yep. on there, too. They have really cool statues. Uh, Brad Jobson. After decades of reading comics, I'm reading my first manga in Berserk. Any recommendations for what to read next? I heard great things about One Piece. <laughs> Come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams, Brad. Let's go. One You'll Piece. be reading it forever. Yeah, it's thousands of issues. Um, gosh, I, I'm. Such I like a, Berserk. Berserk is fun. Bloody fun. Yeah. Um, Attack on Titan is a really great read. I liked yep. that more than the show personally. Um, I'm. Wildly different. I'm a big sucker for Sailor Moon, and I think those mangas are beautiful. You know what I really loved? When Viz Comics was first putting out manga in the United States, there there is a a, a jet fighter comic called Area 88. I know, it's crazy. It's like Top Gun, but this character is, he's been recruited into like this foreign air force, like he's fighting for Kuwait or something. 
and he has to fight before he can he's allowed to go home back to Japan or whatever. And I love that comic. Area there it is, yeah. Area 88. Um I don't even know if you could get that comic, but what I loved about it was the um the jets were all real jets. They were all very it was very accurate. Ooh, that's and fun. I love it. and there's actually there's also an, an anime of it as well. Mm. But I used to love Nice and I, so it was Eclipse. It wasn't Viz, huh? It's Eclipse. See, I was wrong. I thought it was Viz, because back when the the that was in like the first wave of manga, when they brought like Kamui mm-hmm. and they brought um, Two Thousand One Nights, which I really loved, and um, oh, Crying Freeman. Crying Freeman was another, and also Lone Wolf and Cub. Ooh, I love Lone, Lone Wolf, Wolf and Cub. Cub. Is a fun it's one. It's so good. <gasps> oh yeah, and of course you can read One Punch Man, and that's ahead of yep. what they're on the show. That's a fun one, too. I just dated myself with all my manga. Like, you're <laughs> such an old man. I, I'm clearly just like, I like magical girls. Like, that's what I like to read. I like sparkly pretty princesses. So, you know. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what manga's for. You can buy manga about golf. You can. It's ridiculous. I know. That's what I love about anime, too. It's just like, I'm going to watch an anime about a swim team today. And why not? And why wouldn't you? Or Yuri on Ice? <gasps> okay. From Eric Hoff, if Ant-Man Quantumania turns out to be an Avenger-level success, could y'all see Kang and any other characters that get reveal gain their that get reveal gain their own spin-off show? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think Kang, I think Jonathan Major is going to stick with being a movie star. You know, he started in Loki, but now he's kind of been having a moment. He's got Creed 3 coming out. He's got Quantumania coming out. I think that Devotion was actually a good movie. I liked Devotion. I finally caught up with it. Um, I, mean, I don't he'll think he'll be in Loki season two. What's that? He'll be in Loki season two. Is he? I don't know. It's got to be so. about Kang. He's still part of, he's still dealing with the time variant yeah. authority. So, yeah. I think so. From uh, Gundam 11, bring on the filthy physical media collector here. Rob, do you have any suggestions for shelves? It, it really depends what kind of, I mean, I buy these freestanding shelves. I forget who makes them, I get them from Amazon. I have six of them, um, but it really depends what kind of a room you have. Uh, and I've even used I've even used Billy bookcases from IKEA. The problem is uh, that you can go too deep if you want, but there's a lot of free space uh, with those. But it, I, it's hard to say. I have friends that build custom shelves for their physical media collections because um, Blu-rays are kind of short. You know, they're not big like a say a hardcover book. So sometimes if you build your own shelves. You can make them smaller and have less take up less wall space, but I, I don't even know the names of the ones I've been buying. I like them a lot, though. I have them in the Rob Observatory. Ooh, from Tacky seventy five. Good news, Rob. If the rumors are to be believed, Captain Four will address uh, Tiamat's presence in the middle of the ocean and its geopolitical implications. That's that's what I keep hearing. You know, I keep hearing about that. But uh, maybe I, I I mean that would be interesting. But I I don't know how you hang a plot around that because the whole world would be involved but it is called new world order after all i like the idea more of harrison ford becoming president and turning out to be the villain Ooh, thaddeus ross goes bad breaks bad that'd be fun or just he's to have just a, a scroll oh yeah really maybe i don't oh. know oh. i haven't read the scripts rob well that's th- secret that's secret invasion oh that's true that's but true. thaddeus ross isn't in there but they could they could take that forward after Secret Invasion. Ooh. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
From Billy Lawrence, Rob, you've led me into an unhealthy obsession with hot toys, and I love it. Just got white vision from WandaVision, ready for more. That white vision is a great, great figure. But listen, I take no responsibility for your profligate spending. I leave that up to you, your next of kin, your significant others. Whatever you do, just enjoy what you buy. Mm-hmm. But I take no responsibility. Don't blame me when the bank account's overdrawn. Yeah, you're an adult. You live with your choices. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> From Jared Vester. Hey, guys, do you think the question would work better as an HBO detective noir series? Oh, I would I love that. That would be way more up my alley. Yeah, I would love that. I think they could do a great job with mm-hmm. that. If it was just a gritty, gory, pulpy kind of show, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. Mm-hmm. Are we? People are asking a lot about the question lately. Do yeah. we know? Do they know something we don't? Like, are they? I have they talked know. about doing a question series? I could see James Gunn spearheading something like that. For sure. Let us know if you guys would like a deep dive on the question too, because we've had at least two people be the question. There's a lot of comic book lore. There is history. a great DC question omnibus that I saw in a yeah. shop called Quest. Ooh. That I didn't know was out from the the eighties question that I yeah. think Dennis Cowan drew. Oh, fine. Who knew Dwayne McDuffie? Mm-hmm. From Mod Awesome, can you see Chris Pratt as Batman? Would it fit? Eh. Uh, not initially. I suppose yeah. any actor could work hard to do any role, but that's that's not where my brain goes. No, I mean he could do. That's why I say he could do any version of yeah. Batman. I I just can't see him as a dark gritty batman because he's always cracking wise yeah like you said booster gold mm-hmm. maybe why not uh from miguel seja rob i got a joker iron studios figure Ooh. i was drunk and broke the arm when i dropped it do you know anyone in la that fixes figures or a good glue oh. gorilla glue Go, that, you know what i use gorilla glue gorilla glue is awesome i was using it just yesterday um i like gorilla glue but oh i'm really sorry you dropped that statue yeah do you know anyone who fixes stuff? Not like that. No. Yeah, just just blew it, baby. Or you could like melt gold and be Japanese, like you know when they put their. Oh yeah, the plates. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Add it to the design. <laughs> That's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Not awesome. Name of the comic book shop is Victory Comics in Falls Church, Virginia. Okay, oh, Victory man. Comics. Falls, I'm going to yeah. make a note of that right now. So if you all are in the Falls Church area of Virginia, make sure you go to Victory Comics. Give them some of your support. Go buy some issues. Buy a figure, hang out, figure out if they do group events. Yay. From Bright, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. My ex-girlfriend works in a trauma ICU. She's been taking care of Renner. Wow. Knows I'm a huge MCU fan, and she told uh, me how kind he is, even though he's in so much pain. He seems like a great guy. Really was a horrible situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of, all of our hope squats, Jeremy Renner, for a swift recovery. I can only imagine how, ugh. God. Yeah. And doing something to help somebody else, too. Yeah. yeah. Golly. We wish him a very, very speedy recovery. And I'm so glad that he is just kind even when he's in all this pain. That's really And, really and shout out to, to Bright for having an ex-girlfriend that he's still in touch with. Yeah. Or they are still in touch with. Yeah. I don't want to make any assumptions. Mm-hmm. From Keon Jenkins, how many trailers do you think there will be during the Super Bowl? Oof. It's pricey. It, it's very pricey. And there's a lot. There's a lot of movies coming out this year, mm-hmm. and I think I think depending, I mean, there's a lot of obviously there's four DC movies coming out this year. You're going to have before the Super Bowl. I think Quantum Mania will have already been out. Yeah, I'm not sure, but then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy coming. You've got Marvels coming. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year, so probably a few. 
I would, I would imagine. I would think so. I just also feel like now we drop so many things on on YouTube. Right. That I feel like some of the the buzz of the Super Bowl drop kind of is lost. Yeah. You and know? the thing is, a lot of the Super Bowl trailers they drop before the Super Bowl anyway. Exactly. And they're spending that money. I mean, I, I, you know, most people watch trailers on, like, I, I just look at them online. That's how I do it. So, I mean, it's fun to watch them during this. The problem with trailers during the Super Bowl is some idiots are always talking. You go to Super Bowl parties, and and then when the trailer you want to see comes on, I'm like, shut the hell up. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, who are you to tell me to shut up? And I'm like, it's a trailer for Guardians 3. What's up? Yeah. And then someone gets mad at you. Well, those people can just GTFO. That's right. Yeah. We're That's here right. for the commercials and Rihanna and maybe some of the sports. It's true. Uh, from Stickle Jana. Hey, Rob, are you a fan of the happiness of uh, Katakuris? That's a wacky film. Oh, yeah? Yes. I own that movie, I, but I only own it on DVD. I don't have it. It's a good thing. I should. That's one of these. I, I get around. My collection has various levels, but I like happiness of Katakuris. It's, uh, you would like that movie. Would I? I? No, I think you would. Okay. I do. All right. It's it's I didn't it, know if this was another no, one. No, 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 like, no, no, no. It's not like it's not like martyrs or okay. something like that. No, no, yeah. no. You could I think you could watch it. Okay. Yeah. I'll try it. Uh from Nerd on Film, have you guys read the Batman eighty nine comic? It's rad. I, I have no. not. And that's you know, that's the Michael Keaton is Batman yeah. and, and like the Batman and Superman, the like the Chris Reeves Superman, they mm-hmm. exist. And people keep saying it's good. We'll have to get that. That'd be a fun one to talk about. That would be a good one, especially with Flash coming out. Yeah, with Batman Flashpoint coming That's out. That's where we should do that, yeah. Batman Flashpoint. With that movie. Coming from Warner Brothers, the Batman, <laughs> Batman Flashpoint, Flashpoint movie. Starring Batman, that. Michael Keaton. Featuring Flash. Who's going to move on to the great Batman Beyond movie. Yes. We hope. It'd be amazing. Is that it, Jonathan? That's all. All right. Well, well yay, we did it. That was amazing. That What a great issue 17, mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, issue 17, issue even 17. though I had my issue 18, I had to stop and think and go, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, all our hopes and dreams are pinned tonight on that Quantum Mania trailer, so yes. tune in if you're a college football fan. And if not, watch it on the internet after the game's over. For sure. And come back to the comment section here and let us know if you enjoyed the trailer or if you were let down by it. We'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Or anything we've talked about on mm-hmm. this show. And uh, support this. Like, subscribe. Smash that like button. Come back next week. <laughs> And join us for issue 18 of The Weekly Hero.